What is going on, young world, young world, young world? It is Friday. It's not Thursday. It's Friday. It's Friday, man. And you are tuned in to the Brothers Podcast. You ain't got to get no round of applause for yourselves because you're here. Yes. I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges never need that AKA. Along with my co-host, bro, state your name. Steven City P. Watson, and you already know what that makes us. I think we the brothers. brothers. All right, tonight yes, we're going to switch it up a little bit. I know we always do it for the culture, and even though we're going to do it for the culture, yeah. we're going to talk a little bit about relationships, all right? Mm-hmm. We got some questions. We got a slap of a topic. But before we do any of that... Mm-hmm. You know we always got to get into that town hall business. City P, what you got for them, man? As always, shout out to our people out there, the fans, the viewers who tune in every single week to hear from us, who listen to our audio on Anchor app every single week. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Shout out to my other podcast partner, I'm Trying, Jennifer Williams from Beauty and the Brain. Podcast, the new episode just came out yesterday. Please go hear oh, that. Okay, that's what's up. That's it's what's up. The videos also out on our Beauty in the Brain sports page. If you want to get on that page to talk some shit about some sports, holla at B or holla at Jennifer. You will definitely will put you on. Mm-hmm. And it's always shout out to our brothers, my brother, my younger brother, who I always shout out. Our official DJ JMC and his podcast, Daydreams to Reality. Shout out to them. Shout out to you. Salute. Shoot, salute. What you got, bum brother? Okay, we're going to do the usual suspects. So shout out to W-I-A-N in Nashville, Tennessee, not Memphis, Tennessee. Shout out to all our affiliates. Shout out to iTunes. Shout out to iHeartRadio. Shout out to Spotify. Shout out to I, him, and everybody that makes the Brothers Podcast possible. You know we ain't number to Google away. Mm-hmm. Everybody know that. Also, shout out to November 14th. The Brothers Foundation will be hosting its first and annual, this is annual people, electronic school drive. Just bring your kid there and they will be able to get all the electronics they need for this school year. I know they got the iPads or the Chromebooks, but do they got the mouses? Do they got the mouse pads? Do they got the book bags? Do they got the USB ports that they need? So stop by. Everything is free. I need y'all to check that. Check that in, check that out, and just get with us, man. We're trying to do it for these kids. Because I hear, look, bro, I didn't heard this school thing, this remote schooling. I heard it's kind of rough on these kids, man. Yeah, e-learning is yeah. not easy for what I heard. Now, I thought it was just going to be online schooling. You know, this has been around for a long time. But I've been hearing these parents been telling us, they've been saying shit is unorganized. These teachers ain't really checking in. Teachers ain't got their rubrics. They, they, they ain't got nothing together. Right. So... Hopefully, the Brothers Foundation can do something with that. So, um, like I said, come check us out. Please check us out. Please, please, please check us out. And on that note, I am done, bro. All right, all right. So, it is something we don't really... We haven't done this in a while. Nah. We, we, we try to drop some knowledge on this silly little thing called relationship life. Especially amongst us in the black community. Mm-hmm. Man... We might make some people mad when we talk about shit like this. Because it was always, we always talk from a guy's perspective. You know how we do. Well, we men. So why would we talk from a man's perspective? Because, you know, women sometimes just don't understand men. And we try to have to explain that and elaborate that as much as possible. Okay. So, let's do that. All right. Well, let's get to it. Now, before I do that, man, I got a couple of little little jabs. Because we got some haymakers right here. Uh-huh. But I want to hit you with a couple of jabs. See how you feel about them, man. Oh, boy. Now, 
I was looking at something on YouTube, mm. and um, it's this girl named, I think her name is Danica Dope Discussions. I don't know if you've ever caught her. I've never heard of this woman in my life. Yeah, okay. But well, okay, let's roll with that. Now, what <laughs> I got to say is she's very attractive. She's a married woman, but she's very attractive. She's a, a young black lady doing her thing. And the dope part about her is she's not actually on the womanism side. She's actually in the manosphere side of the game. Okay. So she really puts it down. And there's a couple of questions that she did post for people. And it got me to thinking. The first question was talking about a beautiful woman, right? Mm -hmm. And although she has a lot of beauty, has a lot of good qualities, all physical, mm -hmm. she has no domestic type qualities, meaning that she can't do anything around the house. She was never taught the way to cook. She wasn't taught how to clean. She wasn't taught anything that will make her, quote unquote, domesticated. So after I looked at that, I started thinking to myself, if you was in a situation with a female, and this is all hypothetical, you know, we don't want to piss nobody off. Right, right. But if you was in a situation with a female, which one would you prefer? Would you prefer your woman to be beautiful, drop dead gorgeous? And I'm talking about drop dead gorgeous, whatever it is to you, mm. because drop dead gorgeous to me is one thing, it's something to you, right. okay? Would you consider her to be that or would you rather her to be more domesticated? Now, this is the disclaimer. In a relationship, not just getting to know her, not just talking to her on the phone, but y'all in a full-fledged relationship and it's leading to other things. You know, the big M. Mm -hmm. What would you feel? How would you want? And what, which one would you choose? Hmm... It's a hard one, right? It's a good, it's a good question. It's a good question. It's a good question. Mm -hmm. uh, See, if I was you right now, I would be asking me a couple of other follow-up questions. I would, I would say, okay, now, now with the girl that got all the domestic qualities. Now, how ugly is she? Is she is she normal? Uh -huh. Is she kind of cute? Like I'd be asking so many other questions. Right. <laughs> okay. See, so you know what? Like you said, the definition of drop dead gorgeous is different between anybody. To anybody, you get. Uh, not to say to shade anybody, but a plus size girl to a lot of people could be drop dead gorgeous still. Okay. So that's kind of a different opinion. It's a different variation for everybody as far as that concerned. To each so, his own. To each his own. So I would guess you have to say a little bit more domesticated. So you would prefer a girl that's domestic. It ain't a little bit more. It's either domesticated or drop dead gorgeous. Which one you going for? I would have to say domesticated because drop dead gorgeous only settles vanity mm -hmm. part of your lifestyle. And you know there has to be some substance other than just some um, materialistic imagery. Right. So domestication actually adds substance to your relationship. So like she ain't gotta be drop dead gorgeous, but she know how to crack a joke with you. I, she I, ain't got she that that right there. Right. That right there. Joke telling if a woman is funny, right. shoot. She 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 doesn't have to she doesn't have to be all of a sudden, oh, I can't believe what's... She can play games with you. She can watch sports with you. She can go out to your favorite restaurant with you, you know, stuff like that. Can't the beautiful girl do that too? Like, a beautiful girl could do that, but only on her time frame. I think it depends on if she recognizes how beautiful she is. Because mm -hmm. I have to be honest with you. A girl who is beautiful, who knows she's beautiful, and believes she's beautiful, and I, a lot of times it's her own worst enemy. I, I'm gonna have to agree with you because on that. Because they act like their shit will never stink. 
You know what and I feel? That they really act like... I believe that when they know they're beautiful... Well, I said beautiful. When they know they're beautiful, they've been told this from their parents, from the men that's been getting with them since they was the age of 12. Mm-hmm. So now they realize I can leverage my beauty for financial gain or I can leverage my beauty for whatever I want. Right. So they almost become relationship mercenaries. Right. And that right there is just, why would you want a mercenary in your life, especially on some relationship type shit? Right, especially, and then, like they said, they know and they will always use control of the situation because mm-hmm. their looks, see, the thing is about their looks is they depend on men to understand that they have to settle, they try to attach a man's vanity. They try to, not attach, not attack a man's vanity right? by their own appearance because we know as men, we have a certain level of vanity. We like a certain perception oh, sure. of how a woman looks. Because we, we're into physical. Right. That's what we into. So, if she's aware of that and she knows that a lot of men are attractive, why she's going to try to take advantage of it? And to be all due respect, why shouldn't she? Well, why, why, why shouldn't she? Because she already knows the weakness of men. Right. So why not exploit that to her advantage? It's almost like we allow that type of shit to happen to some women like that. And it's mm-hmm. kind of fucked up, but it's the truth. We are victims of our own egos sometimes. Let, before I forget this, because you may, you, I want to hit something right. that you said. Now, okay, if she got it, you say use it. Use what you got, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we had another discussion about something that happened a long time ago, yeah. dealing with somebody that was a little weaker than the other guy. It was mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a dispute that they was having about a lady. Yeah. And this other guy could have beat up one of our friends, yeah. but it didn't happen. So what I'm saying is, just because you got it, does that mean that you really got to take advantage of somebody? Because that's damn near borderline bullying. That I know that I am physically beautiful enough to take everything you got. And I know that you're the type of man, a.k.a. a simp, mm-hmm. that will allow me to take advantage of you. Ain't that morally just fucked up? Morally fucked up, yes. Bullying, I wouldn't go that far. I would say bullying. I won't say bullying because there's always a level of cooperation that exists on the opposite side. Okay. There is no... She's not oppressing you with her beauty. You are letting her beauty get to you and she's taking advantage of that mm-hmm. advantageous i would say yeah but not exactly bullying it can't really be that way because it's like she's not doing anything other than being her so and recognizing how bad i she won't is. say bullying i'm gonna take back bullying but okay. what i will say is praying not p-r-a-y praying. p-r-e-y she is praying because now she's not bullying but she does recognize that this is a man that's weaker and that she can take advantage of. Mm-hmm. And if she chooses to get into that relationship or just be around him to take advantage, you got to admit that she is preying on something that she can mm-hmm. take advantage of because she's not genuinely attracted to that person. Well, see, okay, I don't want to sound like we're being a little, I'm being a little sensitive about this, but praying is a bit of a strong word. It is, and what happens? Okay, when you deal, why is a strong word? When you deal with a man that's that's what we call a simp, mm-hmm. and there is a woman that sees that he is a simp, and simp in this uh, context only means I can take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. You are easily uh, ran over. If a woman recognizes that, oh, I can take advantage of this man. Oh, he's easily ran over. And at that split second, she still says, I'm going to take advantage of him. 
I believe that even though praying is a strong word, I believe her actions is even more stronger than that word. Because a person that recognizes that you're weak, but I'm still going to take advantage of the fact that you're weak, you're praying on that person. But here's, whether the, you're a bully but here's or not. the question I would ask you. How many times as a man would you, or as men in general, would ever want to admit that they're weak enough to fall for that? Um, you know, this is my uh, honest opinion. I, don't, I know it's on your perception, on you. But no, not, it's, it's, it's not that. What I, what I mean is, um, I believe a man that has recognized that he needs to get better will admit it. I believe that a man that is actually weak, the guy that we're talking about, will be in denial of the fact that he gets preyed upon. But remember what you just said. You believe. Right. But in actuality, how often is that? Well, the thing is, you don't have to admit the fact that somebody's taking advantage of you for everybody to see that this pretty, pretty girl is taking advantage of you. You can be in denial. That's what denial is. But the simple fact of that woman seeing that, recognizing that, and then still going forward, I would say she's preying upon you. And I would say that's bullying. To bring back that word. Because a bully takes advantage of people that they know that's weaker than them. Even if that's a woman in, in your But so is an opportunist, but we don't consider opportunists. She's an opportunist. But uh, we don't consider opportunists a bullying because they're not, again, not doing anything really to oppress them. I don't them. know if you broke see, it down. See, I think, see, again, I think what we're doing is we're going back to the man's ego because the ego is always going to be a man's downfall because I said this time and time again, and basically this whole conversation about what happens with men is similar to this. Men of this culture, of this generation, and it's not just to do with black men, but mm-hmm. mostly we talk about black men. Yeah. But this is men across the board. Men lack sexual discipline. We no lack deeper. sexual discipline. And because we lack sexual discipline, we allow women to almost get their way with us as far as anything because in our minds, men are going to do whatever it takes just to smash. Mm-hmm. So that means we are going to let them do whatever the fuck they want to do, have whatever type of opinion they want to have, mm-hmm. that we want to have them live how they want to live, talk to the way they want to talk, dress the way they want to dress, act towards anybody and you any way they want to, because in your mind, you have to kind of let that shit slide just enough so you can still get some. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a problem because we have let it sex so much and it's, it, it doesn't even have to be like actual fucking the girl mm-hmm. we have let sex in some way dictate and control our actions as men where we could have just settled just squashed the shit so a woman can have an opinion or have some type let's say something like example politics a woman can have a political argument just based on their own feelings a man can come in and say no, I don't. I just don't agree with that. It was wrong. And she said, well, how would you know? You don't know how to do this, this, how that. I said, no. This is how you're wrong, and I'm going to explain to you how you're wrong. And here's the facts to back up what I'm saying. Right. And the men won't do that now, because I've seen that argument on social media so many times, and men won't do that because they had to kind of like, yeah, I know, you know, you might have a point. Yeah, I agree with you. But, you know, I just kind of say, but no, that's how it is. I don't know where, who taught you whatever you got to know, but that's how it is. I look, Tweet your song. I, I run it. I I personally run into that a like, lot. Okay. Tweet your song. So. But sometimes you gotta nip that shit in the buzz. Like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. This is how it is. Which what who taught you? And I'll be like, 
Nobody taught me nothing. Here are the facts to back up what I'm saying. You're wrong. Just accept you're wrong. You sound like what's that dude? Um, the 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 dude that uh, do good speeches. He's he's like a world when Shapiro, something like that. Ben Shapiro. Yeah, Ben Shapiro. That's wait, wait, but, but, but Ben Shapiro's a bit of a cut sometimes. He's an idiot. You know. But what? anyway, but even here's the part about men that, and here's another example about men that women won't accept either. Men can look at different perspectives and all of a sudden get that whether or not it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. We're not easily pressed about the political side of one side or another. It's either you're right, you're right, you're wrong, you're wrong. We try to detach ourselves emotionally from how we feel about this certain situations and try to, excuse me, try to explain things logically. Right. Women won't do that. That's everything about them is emotional. Mm-hmm. They attack emotionally. They go after you because it's in their feelings. It's what they feel, not what they know is what they feel. Which I get sometimes feelings. You have like it's like saying you have a gut feeling, but it, the gut feeling ain't always right. Well, I think it's natural for women to be more emotional and men to be logical. I mean, come on, man. Like you knew that when you was five years old right. when y'all was playing in the sandbox and you just touched her she started crying and you got your ass whooped you, we, we we know this okay right. but i think what a lot of the, the 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 core of what you're saying is just the day and age we live in i mean the gender roles as far as how a man acts and a woman acts it's being completely reversed and a lot of these dominant traits that are like i say a woman preying on you to get the bag or to take advantage of mm-hmm. you i think it's just the way that things are starting to be like there's a question that i had that actually this is a good segue into what we was truly about to talk about mm-hmm. um so there was a young lady we both familiar with both our ace boom coom she had yeah. I believe that she was kind of in her feelings. It might have something might have happened, yeah, and so that. now she wanted to express it. But she did bring up a good point. Yeah. Um. There, there is a situation that is going on where roles are starting to get switched with men and women. Mm-hmm. Uh, men are starting to be a little bit more emotional. Mm-hmm. Women are kind of being the more aggressive ones, putting sex first yeah. instead of putting the relationship. We see it all the time. Yeah. So with that. Maybe the roles of who's supposed to be trying to get with who is getting reversed. Because as women get aggressive, men are starting to fall back. And I don't want to say become the feminine role, but they kind of just cow time to what the woman want to do. Right. So she brought up an interesting point and she said, do men actually want women to start pursuing them? Mm-hmm. And they fall back and play the coy role. Or is this world just going to hell in a handbasket? Because there is something going on. Like men are starting to be a little bit more submissive. And women are starting to be a little bit more just on the aggressive side. So what do you think? Do you think men nowadays is starting to want that woman to approach them? Hey, hey, homie, how you doing? Well, I don't think it's necessarily... <laughs> Can I get to know you? It's just, this was, what, like, what's really going on with this? I don't think it's necessarily that, even though I think that would probably make things a hell of a lot easier. I think, what's his name? There was a comedian that said this. And I forgot his name already. I apologize. I know he's a, he's a very well-known comedian. I think our boy Reggie knows about him very well. He says, look, men, women will have a much higher success rate to get into relationships if they shot their shot more. Mm-hmm. So if a woman, I think I remember that. Right. Like so that. if a woman shoots her shot at a man, almost nine times out of ten, he's gonna go. More likely, he's gonna go. 
But I, <laughs> but I can't, hey man, we can't deny it. It's, okay. it's the truth, you know. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. But the point is, is that I don't think it's more so that we're in a culture nowadays where women have to play the aggressors and men have to be submissive. I think it's more so the time of men just. We're in a culture where men just can't handle rejection the way they used to. As far as initiating conversation with women. That's what I think it's boiled down to. Because we have a tendency to just almost shut down when we don't get what we want out of a woman. Especially the younger generation. The younger generation of men don't know you know how to act. (laughs) They out there getting abusive. They getting aggressive. They, They harming women, they beating women, shooting, kill, shooting, killing women, raping them. And it's unfortunate situations going on with that. And it's all based on, you know, not having the ability to understand or accept the fact that you're not desired by somebody that you want. And it bothers us that badly. What bothers me? I can't even say us as far as our generation. And I don't like pointing fingers, but it's mostly the younger generation of men that like this right now. Like what gener- generation? What like what's what, under us? The the nineties, the the Gen X, the Gen X. That's what they label them. Yeah, them Gen X kids. They're the ones that are out there. Really no, they kids. generation generation Y. Generation X is our parents. Then it's the baby oh parents. generation Y. Okay, yeah. So generation Y are these these new. I call them the new niggas. New niggas. These new niggas. Okay. White, Caucasian, Asian, well, new it, niggas. Hey, <laughs> all right. Sometimes that's what we rocking. We rocking. I think one. I think one say. Uh, who said that? Another comedian said this. Nigga that's not racially exclusive now. <laughs> Anybody can be a nigga. Yeah, don't ignorance, know. ignorance is ignorance. Well, the white man better not feel that just way. Don't in, say this though, if you're white. Don't say in a grocery store right. at Walmart. It's just right. it will go down. I, I, but it will be weird if like if a white person called another white person a nigga. I see that all the time, and that's weird as hell. First of all, I see uh, Latino people call each other niggers. I was in Wrigleyville with Harvey one time, and they got into a fight. It was two Asians. Now it was like two Asian groups that was fighting, and all you heard was "What's up, nigga? What's up, nigga? Nigga, 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 nigga." And we was just sitting there like, "Man, we, we should go over there and whoop somebody ass." This is bullshit. But see, the thing is that <laughs> this is entertaining, but this is very racist right here. All, all, it's it's starting to be like all cultures say the word nigga to everybody. But it's been generalized so much. Like you can go on Facebook and they say they'll outlaw anywhere in the world, but nigga will still get popped up on it. Getting back to the point. But I just said the point. Is. <laughs> okay, so the but point. the new niggas out there in this world are the ones that are really kind of can't accept rejection too well, and they mm-hmm. act out. They've been raised to believe. They were, like you said before, raised with a lot of feminine energy in themselves. So they can't know how to react. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. They lash out in anger. And sometimes they can get violent. And it's unfortunate that it gets violent. It's all because they can't handle it. And that's also because, like I said before, sexual discipline. They don't have it. They lack it completely. They feel like sex has to dominate their lives. And when you don't give it to them... They don't know how to handle it. So for the record, you feel that nowadays men want women to pursue them. Nowadays. It would make it, I think men women want, men want women to pursue them because it makes it easier for them to not get rejected. Oh, so you feel that this is all about the men ain't just got the heart to go up and talk to them. Basically. Because they're dealing with some inner emotional exactly. abandonment, rejection issues from their life, okay? Well, that's what we're saying. Are, well, most of us are being raised by single mothers anyway. So. That's true. Yeah, so. You know what? But me personally, I have to respectfully disagree with what you're saying. Uh, the, the reason why, 
And I just wanted to be uh, sure when you said men want women to pursue them. I, I honestly think it's a little bit deeper than that. I, I'm not even going to go as far as to just say that because some men do, some men don't. But let's just take it back to actual roles. So as a man, if I'm a man that is going out, bringing home the most of the money, let's say 80-20. Mm-hmm. If I'm a man that is supposed to die for his family because of somebody coming inside of our house, I'm going to take the first hit. I'm always on the first line. Mm-hmm. So when I get into a relationship with a woman, my covenant or my unwritten rule to that woman is I'm going to make majority of the money and give it to my family like the real trickle down effect. And I'm going to die for us. So I believe that that man takes on most of the blunt of what a relationship is between a man and woman. Mm -hmm. So the reason why I said that is because at that point, that man to it for me, in my, in in my opinion is a little bit more valuable than that woman is at that point. Okay. So with that being the value, I don't truly believe that a man should always be in the role of pursuing a woman. Because if a man is bringing the provision, the protection, and the financial protection to a woman, at some point, that woman needs to turn around and look at that man instead of that man trying to pursue a woman that could not even be of the standard to receive all these benefits. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that man needs to stay focused, keep on making the money that's going to allow him to give her the protection, i.e. the house, the car, everything that she needs, the, the food. The, the shelter, the house in the Hamptons, all that stuff that she needs. Why wouldn't that woman be pursuing that high value man? Because now I'm thinking to myself, what is that woman really bringing to the table? I know that she brings the kids because she can have the kid. But I think we got this whole conception thing wrong because the last time that I checked, it take a man to give his sperm to the woman in order to have a child. I never heard of a woman having a child by herself except in vitro. Mm -hmm. So we are both 50-50 as far as creating a child. It's true that you have the child. You take the blunt force of it, literally. But we're 50-50 when it comes to children. So after that, and then we're talking about the domestic shit that we just talked about. What domestically is she doing that this new age man can't do? Because if I got the money to give you protection, I got the money to give you provision. One of the benefits of being raised by single mothers, most of us know how to clean, how to cook for ourselves. Most of us know how to do our laundry for ourselves now. Mm -hmm. So if you really think about it just on a logical standpoint, what is this woman really bringing to the table so much that this man that has all of this going for him, has to turn around and pursue her. Because a lot of times when you're in that pursuing, that chasing role, you're in a less dominant, submissive, or inferior role. And if you're bringing all of the provision and the protection, I feel like you're the valuable one. And value needs to be pursued, not value pursue something else. So I kind of do feel like in a sense that a man should... I won't say let a woman say everything and talk and be the one that initiates everything, but we all know, and it's going back to pimp game one-on-one, men don't choose women. Women choose men. 
When you walked up to that woman, when you started talking to that woman and that woman went for the game that you was given, she didn't go for the game you was given. She already knew she wanted you. Mm -hmm. She put herself in position for you to talk to her in the first place. Mm -hmm. She might have sat by you. She probably saw you when she was going to the bathroom and told her girlfriend, let's sit by the bar so you can be in earshot or eyeshot of where she is. So women naturally choose men. So why can't we just go the extra route? Why can't you actually choose and say, hello, how you doing? What's up? You want to establish that men are the catch in the situation. When, women, women are the prize, men are the catch. Because a woman is supposed to be the prize. She's supposed to be, if we're pursuing, getting into our manly, aggressive, going after, yes, she's the prize. But we are truly the catch. Because from what we're supposed to bring to the table, like I said, provision protection. That means house, cars, insurance, food, shelter. Uh, multiple shelters, multiple cars, just being able to take care of the bills, being able to pay 80% of the bills, if not 100%. Logically, and this is all logically, how can't you look at that person, whether that was a man or a woman, and say, damn, that person is really valuable. What is this other person bringing? And if you go over her Rolodex, if she's bringing 20% of the income or none, if she's having the children, but you're financing all of the children for their entire life. Right. If she's coming in and because you've been raised by single mothers, you have all the domesticated type of things you can do. The cooking, the cleaning and all that type of stuff. Or if you got the money, you can hire a maid. Right. So breaking it down, when she come in, like, who's really the valuable one in this situation? Right. If we're not looking into the romantic comedy and saying this is the way we're supposed to pursue the woman, who's truly the one that's the catch? Right. <laughs> it's the dude. So, you know, like I said, with all that being said, why wouldn't a woman try to physically choose a man if he's bringing all that? Because it looks like he's benefiting her life a little bit more than she's benefiting well, I think Well, I think the reason for that is mostly because women are so used to always being the ones being pursued that when the tables flip, they're not exactly, you know, how to deal with that necessarily. So... When they have to be the pursuer instead of being the one that's being pursued, it's kind of like, that's where that whole, well, I'm the prize, I'm the catch mentality kicks in. And I think that's, again, back to the ego argument. Women have egos. That is a they, feminine ego situation. That's definitely an ego situation. It's just that I should be the one that should be pursuing. Every man should be kicking down doors and want to talk to me type scenario. Mm -hmm. It just... It, and whether we like to, whether they like to admit it or not, it bothers women to have to actually put in a little bit of work to get the man that they want or have the man. Listen, that they want. I, I know more than anybody, and sometimes I've said this. I've, I, I believe that I've lived a life that a lot of men want to, as far as that ratio where women are pursuing them. I've had many, 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 many women pursue me. And I've had to turn down multiple, multiple, multiple women. And it is not a pretty sight when a woman gets rejected. I'm going to just tell you that off tops. It is one of the worst sights to see a woman rejected. It ain't going to be, oh, well, it's cool. We can still be friends. You either getting blocked, talked about, your thing little. Y'all ain't even had sex in your thing little. So it's going to be some repercussions if you reject that woman. Still hit though. No, no, because you rejected her. You don't want her. I'm not even talking about you get to the point where you have sex with her and say, hey, man. Well, you can still hit and reject her. Yes, you can. Yeah. But I mean, just on the level of how the question is, should men be pursuing? Do men want women to pursue? Sometimes when a woman pursues, she gets rejected. They don't like to talk about that. Oh, I've we had that happen. Women have the biggest 
biggest break breakdown when it comes to getting rejected? I would say within this year, I've turned down two women and I've been blocked by both of them. Because they can't handle rejection. And I didn't turn them down in a bad way. I just said, hey, what's going on? Listen, I'm not interested at the moment, but I appreciate the thought. And what I got was, what? I said, oh, no, no, nothing's wrong. I'm just, you know, not right now. I'm not interested. And I immediately was blocked. Okay, well, I got yeah. that little notification that come at the bottom when you get blocked. Uh-huh. Immediately. Let me ask you this question. Now, do you feel like that type of reaction is an emotional thing that women have dealt with probably like from time from like our moms used to deal with that and our grandmas used to deal with that? You think that is something that they have dealt with? Like in that reaction, that that reaction they give, is this something that they would normally do? Well, I'm, uh, you asked me that question, I'm going to ask you this question. If a person is very, very emotional, how do they deal with things that hurt if they're very emotional? Shut down, right? Okay, so this is something that they're made to do. This is something that they picked up by their mothers. If a woman is more emotional than a man, and men can be emotional too, but, you know, men, women, women aren't most emotional. It's it's only logical to think that a woman cannot handle that type of stuff. So you see what I mean when I say when women in a culture where mostly the women are raising young men, that these young men nowadays can't handle that because this is a trait that they've gotten from the women that have raised them. Okay, that's a and good point. That's, that's why. Point. That's why I asked that question. Right. The women, the men, young men of this generation. See, we had the we had we came from that same dynamic, but we had. As sort of like a different effect, a, a different effect that's happened to us. Mm-hmm. We happen to have enough masculine energy in our lives to understand that, even though we've made some mistakes when it comes to women in relationships, that we didn't lash out and became like the youngins that are the way they are now. We have had the ability to understand and grow, and I think in some ways true, and it's. Jennifer Lopez brought this shit up one time. I remember she said this, that the average man doesn't mature as an adult until they hit the age of 35. I agree. And I absolutely agree with I that agree too. With that. And, and a lot of men got really pressed about it. But it's absolutely true. We are mm-hmm. now at a, getting to that age where we kind of understand what it takes to be a man and what it takes to you and a woman to be in a relationship. We stopped calling women bitches a long time ago. Mm-hmm. We start calling, we, we try hard to definitely refer ourselves as ancient niggas. We call us men and women. Mm. So that's, that's a level of maturity there in itself. Now, see, you coming from the dynamic of a woman raising a boy, a boy having so much feminine energy that when he becomes a man, he takes the feminine role. Now, I'm not saying being gay or transsexual, right. but he takes the role as the one that needs to be pursued, kind of like a woman would feel. That's where you were coming from. I'm coming from a man that understands his worth, understands who he is, what he brings to the table, more of a high-value man, and realizes that if I come with all of these benefits... Why am I the one that's going out and trying to pursue something that I don't even know is going to pan out? Shit, I could be pursuing something that looked like a Lexus turned out to be a 1996 Ford Taurus. Well, that's the social construct of today's society. We're always bred to be the men that have to be the pursuers. Well, I, I, you know... That's the social construct of today. To be honest, the way that the world is starting to change... The world is like flipping on its axis as far as the men and the women... I don't believe that, because that's an old way of thinking. I believe that that thinking is starting to go out the window. Because the more that women uh, go into the workforce, the more testosterone they build up, the more 
the axes turn to them being more on the masculine side. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that the men are completely turning feminine, mm -hmm. but we're almost all at a standoff at this point. Right. <laughs> we got two masculine figures in the room. Right. Me personally, I don't think that men are going to budge. I think that men are going to get another alternative. This is where the kind of the race thing come in with this. Because uh, we didn't say it, but we kind of talking about black men and black women, right? Right. So I believe, and I don't agree with this, but this is my objective opinion looking at it. I believe that a man is starting to feel that he might have to go outside to get something because this black woman counterpart is becoming adversarial. Now, I see this not in just my opinion because it's not really my opinion. This is objectively speaking. Mm -hmm. But I see it with the clients that I work with, the male clients that I work with. They're starting to feel like I, I want cooperation. I want my woman to honestly support me. Mm -hmm. I want my woman, and without them saying it, to be number two. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing without them saying it is that their woman is giving no type of cooperation whatsoever like this. So I really feel that it's not going to be a pendulum swing whether women are men and men are women. I think it's going to get right here. They're going to face off and the men are going to go somewhere else. Because if you look at the statistics, black women are not the ones that's marrying outside their race. Nine times out of 10, a black woman is not going to marry a Chinese man. A black woman is not going to marry a white man. I know they glorify it in the media, but if you look at the statistics, there's only 5% of black women that's actually marrying white men. Okay. Mm -hmm. But on the side of the black man, the black man seems to have more options when it comes to this, because one thing that a, a black woman won't tell you, she ain't really attracted to white men and a lot of these Asian men and a lot of these Latino men. Black men, because we're men, we're attracted to multiple women. Right. So it ain't going to be a standoff. If it keep on going the way it's going, men are going to go their way. Black men are going to go the way of trying to get some with more cooperation. And a woman are going to be left like, damn, I wanted my black man because that's who I'm truly attracted to. Mm -hmm. And I don't really want this. So I guess I got to I got to chill. And that's why we see that uh, four, out of black, four out of five black women are not married. So it's actually... 25% of black women are married mm -hmm. out of this entire country. So it ain't gonna be no standstill. Just like how we said, do uh, men want women to pursue them? Yeah, if they have value and yeah, if they was raised by their mothers. But, but real quick, I had a thought about that because I think that's more so, you know we always talk about alpha and omega personalities. And I think that also has to do a lot with- Not, not to uh, beta. Alpha, alpha excuse me, my bad. I'm sorry. Alpha and betas. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I think that's all. I think a lot of that has also to do with personalities like that because everybody knows in order to have a balanced household, there has to be an alpha and there has to be a beta in the way. Regardless of whether you like it or not, it's got to be alpha or beta. Even right. some men can be betas in the relationship with women are alphas because that's where you see the meeting of the minds right there. So when you have two alphas in the household, there's going to be some level of a clash because both of you want to be in control or both of y'all are trying to establish the control and unfortunately it's going to get ugly it's going to get bad and it goes to what you're saying men will start to go their own way and women will be looking like wow what the fuck but do you feel like and just before we go to the next one do you honestly feel that two alphas tell alpha minded people a man and a woman can possibly coexist in the same partner, in the same household. I don't believe that two alphas can coexist together. 
because at some point I don't believe that two alphas can be around each other at the same time because what tends to happen somebody's going to play a role as the second well I mean as far as you mean now we're talking, talking about, about men and women, women. Yeah. somebody's going to play the role as the second there is no such thing as equality I, I hate when people say equality when you're in a relationship there is a dominant there's a submissive this is one of the laws of the universe. This is the yin and the yang. This is the, there's a there's dominant, there's feminine, there's masculine, there's up, there's down. That's balanced, but they're not equals. Right. Okay. Now they have the same equity, but there's no equals. So an alpha man and an alpha woman cannot exist together because the only equal will happen is they'll kill each other. There can only be two. There can only be one alpha and one beta, which should be the man. And the beta should be the woman existing at one time. Because if the man is not the alpha mm -hmm. and the woman is the alpha, then that dynamic on that woman's sexual level is going to get drawn off. Because she ain't going to be attracted to that man for a long time anyway. She's going to start having subconscious cues like, although I'm leading, I have the dominant role, something about this dude I don't like. She ain't going to be able to put her hands on it when it comes to the decision making. A woman innately wants a man that's going to make the bulk of the decisions. If she's the alpha, he's the beta, he's running up behind her. This is going to turn her off. This is going to not let that poom poom get dry and eventually she's going to be out in the streets just like a man creeping, okay? And that's why I always tell people to establish yourself, understand whether or not you're an alpha or a beta in a relationship. I got a question for you. What's up? Uh, with what I just said, with the severity of happening, with what happens if a woman becomes the alpha in the relationship, do you think it's wise for a man to accept the role as a beta when he's with a woman? If he doesn't mind his masculinity getting emasculated, then I would say no. Do you think that there's any chance that he can be with that woman, him a beta, she a alpha, and he is not emasculated? No. Why not? Because... You've already submitted yourself to being the beta in that relationship. It's like when you're the beta, as far as and see, I want to say this as men because men and women because women are gonna argue this. It's like, well, if that's the case, then you don't y'all don't respect us. It's not the case. You got nothing to do with respect. You got respect. Women will always look at a man who acts like a beta or somebody they like to take care they have to take care of is somebody that's not worth their time. Exactly. So when you're like that, like for instance, a beta man could be the big alpha dog of the household, but he broke, he ain't got no job, and he's sitting at home all the time while right. she's at work. Right. That's a beta male. Mm -hmm. Now, if a beta male's sitting at home all the time, wondering where his girl is, and she come home from work, and she's like, yo, let me, baby, let me get the keys of the car. You know what I'm saying? I gotta go make this run real quick. And he gone for the rest of the day. Mm. That's, that is a level of being a beta male. You don't have to be like a punk ass nigga nah. to be a beta male. That's an example of a beta male. But also because of that, she's not going to respect you because you're not fulfilling your worth. You're not worthy of her. Mm -hmm. So if you're not worthy of her, of course she's going to look down on you. So with all that being said, at the end of the day, if the man wants the woman to pursue him or the woman wants the man to pursue him, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that man has to be the dominant role. Yeah. He has to in order for it to be order. Mm -hmm. Because if she's the dominant one, yes. it's not going to be any order in the it household. Is, no. And you can say it's about respect 
or you can just call it what it is. Call a spade a spade. It is what it is. If a man is not in lead of his household, there's going to be some energy to strong off. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we got another question though, man. And this is a very interesting subject. This ain't even a segue. This is just to add more on top of it. So I have a child. Okay. Um, you don't have any children yet. No. And one of the brightest moments of my life was the fact that once I had my child, mm -hmm. he has my name because he's a junior, Dante Chase Bridges Jr. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the, this just, it just fills my heart when I think about that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people feel that you should give it because you got a right to give your son or your child your last name. And some people feel that it's supposed to be earned. Like, if you're not in a child's life, mm -hmm. then what you feel like you need to have is last name. You ain't doing nothing for this child. You don't have the pride and the privilege to give your child his last name. Mm -hmm. So that kind of brings a very interesting dynamic. So do you feel that a man should just be given the God-given right for that child to have his last name? Or do you think that man got to earn for him to give his son or his daughter his last name. See, that's interesting because there's a post about that. Now, this uh, is literally the post. Now, I just pulled up the post and I'm going to say this young lady posted this. She said, giving a child their father's last name is earned, correct? As in he's there the entire pregnancy. He assures that y'all are safe. Regardless if y'all together or not, he's a man through the entire process. Doctor's appointments anything else that comes with it like is that wrong is that the wrong way to look at it i just believe you should you shouldn't name your child after somebody who clearly proves they don't give a fuck about you carrying their baby mm. so that is indeed an interesting argument and i first part to say she's clearly loud and wrong and obnoxious and obnoxious, obnoxious. because that because of in that context of what she's arguing this has become less about the child and more about her and her relationship with her baby daddy. Mm -hmm. So now she's looking at this as she feels like she should be protected. She should be valued. This ain't got nothing to do with the kid now. So she's projecting. Yes, she is absolutely projecting herself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a wrong way to look at it. Do I feel like a man should get the God-given right to have that child? Well... That child was put in this world not by yourself now, was she? And that goes back to what I was saying. A woman takes a woman tends to take all the I had the baby, but you need my semen in order to have this baby. Right. So he, he didn't come to be just by you. Especially if you have a boy. Now yeah. come on now. You are taking up that after his father's image. So right. I think it's more than appropriate that you should have a child, especially if you have a son, take the father's last name. Daughter, same context, but I guess you can say you could bend the wave a little, waver a little bit on that <laughs> one. I don't know. That's just a man thing. I guess we have to accept that part. You know what? I want to drop a little game on this one real quick. This is something that a lot of people don't know, but you know how men tend to get the the rap. You don't. You probably don't know this right now. This is probably an observation to you. But men tend to get the rap when they have a child and things go wrong with the baby mother or the mother of their child, mm -hmm. deadbeat fathers. Okay. Yeah, this is also, yeah. Now, you want to know one of the biggest ways that you can find out if that dude 
is really a deadbeat dad. What's that? If that child has that man's last name, then nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. he's not a deadbeat dad. He may have been forced out of that child's life. Mm-hmm. See, that's a dynamic that we don't talk about a lot as people. We don't talk about the fact that a lot of these, I would say about 60 to 70 percent of the men that actually have children mm-hmm. and are not in their children's life was is not in their children's life because they don't want to, but because they was forced out. Right. And the reason why the name indicates that this man is not a deadbeat dad, because kind of just like what she was talking about, she got a couple of truths in there. Yeah. If a man has been with a woman from the beginning, first trimester, second trimester, third trimester, held their hand, was in the delivery room, nine times out of ten, the woman is going to say, I'm going to give the last name, or I'm comfortable, or the right. man is going to suggest that the last name gets on the birth certificate, because the birth certificate is made that day. Right. So... If a man is in a position where his name is on that birth certificate, you cannot look at that man as a deadbeat father. You cannot look at that man and say, well, he don't deserve to be there because a woman is so emotional sometimes, especially when a homeowner is out of whack during pregnancy, that if that man wasn't in that life, even 50 percent of the time, there will be no question that his name would not be on that birth certificate. There will be no question that it will be her last name instead of his. Right. So when I hear this question, I say, OK, yeah, it makes sense. But most men that get their names as the last name for their babies, no matter if they with them or not, mm-hmm. has put in that work up until the point that they had that child. And whatever happened then. Nine times out of ten, we don't like to talk about is the woman pushing that man away and not necessarily that man leaving. Right. If they got their last name. So if you ever see a last name and that's that dude's last name, that dude was there. Mm-hmm. Something happened that that woman is not talking about. Okay? Right. So I know that I know this from personal experience. So um you always gotta look out for that. It's so many dynamics with that last name thing, but if that last name is there, mm-hmm. That 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 that's it's some it's some stories that's not being told. So I'm gonna do something rarely, and I'm gonna concede to that point because, like I said, I'm just an observer. Mm-hmm. I'm not in that position. I don't have any children. I don't have any baby mamas, so I don't have a firsthand experience of that. Right. So, like I said, I'm gonna concede to that point. Well, see what you see to that, and I appreciate you doing that. But at the same time, it's mathematic. It's logical. Uh, if we're talking about a woman when she's pregnant, a woman is, I would say, two times more emotional when she's pregnant than when she's not. Uh, If a woman feels any form of neglect, abandonment during that period of she's having a child, I don't care if that man is truly there. One of the things that's not going to happen is that man's name is not going to get on that child uh, certificate, that childbirth certificate. It's just not going to happen. So we need to look at things in 3D instead of mono stereo. We don't look at all dynamics of the situation. I really would like to take a scale. I know the question is about the men and the names, but how many men was forced out of their children's lives? And it doesn't have to be uh, directly, get out, never come back. Usually it's not. It's very, it's very, it's more subtle than that. Mm-hmm. Usually it's more, I'm not gonna pick up the phone anymore. Um, I restrict visits, um, I treat you with contempt. I don't allow you to pick up your baby. 
I don't when I say pick up your baby, I don't mean come somewhere and get your baby and go somewhere. I'm mm. talking about literally picking up your baby. To that you talking about to that degree. I'm talking about because this is all subtle. Because nine times out of ten, a woman that directly tells her man, I don't want you around, is going to be labeled the bad guy. So it tends to happen more subtly when the man is driven out of the life. It can happen with the parents. It can happen with uh, the grandparents. It can happen with everybody that drives that man away. Because sometimes you can make the conditions so bad for that man that in order for him to keep his sanity and not go crazy, literally, he has to leave. And then he is... Dean, the deadbeat parent. And when he's away from them, if they were living together, the restriction on how he can see that child really goes down. I mean, a lot of times they women can make up things. The mother can be... Uh, be, uh, when I say the mother, I mean the grandmother, the, yeah. the grandparent. She could be behind the, uh, the the mother and say, okay, that's how it is. The woman could sell one side of the story on social media and to her friends and her family. And now this man is uh, deemed as being a bad guy. And all that man actually wanted to do was be able to raise his son in an environment where he didn't feel if he made a mistake, he would be cast on his ass. Mm-hmm. I think Will Smith said this one time. He said that one of the worst fears of my life is if that I make a mistake with my family, that it would be ripped away from me. And a lot of times when you get in that quick moment, that transition where a child has came into the world, a lot of times the woman can rip that man away from his family when she don't feel that he's needed anymore. Right. So that tends to happen more than we talk about. This baby daddy being deadbeat has so many other dynamics that we don't talk about and one day we really need to sit down and break this down because the last name if you was there hey you gonna have the last That's name right. so you're not a deadbeat some shit happened at the, uh, after all that happened so you really gotta break that down you can't just yes yeah it's it's it's, it's too dynamic for you to but break that on one thing i can see to that point. yeah all right my man what do we what we got any more final thoughts on this whole situation right now Women be shopping. Women be shop. Boy, you can't stop a woman from shopping. Oh, they always shop. Yeah, they be shopping, boy. But not like like they used to. No, but so you know, at the same time, man, um, times are changing. You know, when a woman goes to work, she builds the testosterone because she's in a competitive society now. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she's going to have some of the affects of a man or masculine energy. Uh, men, because the single mother's raising them, take on a lot of feminine affects also. Mm-hmm. And so you can see what's happening to our society. You can see that we're going down in hell in a handbasket because we're having a hard time just building the most minute thing, which is a family. Right. We're, we have got to the point where uh, if you ask a woman or if you say to a woman, hey, do you think you should uh, get with a man and have a family? She will damn near curse you out right now. She will say, you yo, you can't control me. You don't control my body. You can't tell me what to do. I've had this happen to me before. So it only talks about the times we're in where if you bring up family, somebody will damn near want to fight you. So these relationship questions is just... Uh, they're, they're, they're projecting on the times. This is the times we live in. Everything is in the upside down. Right. The game is evolving a lot to a different point that we're not really used to. Like back in the day. I don't know what and it, it looks like no more. And it's just like, like I said, it's been like a couple. It's, and it's really recent how the game has changed. So like 
this didn't happen over a course of a decade or two or something like this just happened not too long ago. But the thing is now is adaptation is key to this. You have to be able to understand that it's not going to be the same way and you have to play the game differently now. Mm-hmm. As far as how you court somebody, how you date somebody, how you're in a relationship, what happens when you have the post game, so on and so forth. We have to be better equipped to adapt to the situation because mm-hmm. it's probably not going to change for a while. It's actually probably here to stay and Maybe. we're just going to have to go along with the flow. We just got to be better about it. We have to be mindful about it. We have to be logical about it. Mm-hmm. And we have to control ourselves as much as possible when we have these type of situations pop up. We just got to right. handle it. I agree. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another episode of The Brothers Podcast. We will see you next week. We hope. I think so. I, I, think so. I, I don't. Uh, you know, the thing is, because you know, in me, because you know, the thing is, <laughs> we usually like to keep our regular time on like on Thursdays, but you know, football is back, and we don't want to get our asses. Oh, the please, come on now. Yeah, come on now. We be here. Don't worry. We we got y'all. We gonna be here. Yeah, but we you know we do watch football though. But I'm Dante Chase Bridges. I am Steven City P Watson. And on that note, we are out of here. Peace. Peace.